0: On today's episode, I'm joined by UKC's Trevor Wade. We're gonna change things up a little and talk about squirrel dogs and our squirrel dog programs. We hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, curfeist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Eukanuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Hey folks, welcome to this uh, episode. I'm Alan Gingrich, Director of Hunting Operations. I'm here with Trevor Wade. He's the Kunam Programs Manager. Welcome Trevor. How are you today? Good. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah, usually you kind of take the lead role, but today we're going to change the landscape a little bit and talk about some squirrel dogs, so... Yeah, i think I might learn something today. Got a
1: lot of good information
0: here to go well, over. Well, I don't know. You and I went squirrel hunting a time or two last year, I think. Was that last year when we Yeah, won? it was last year, yeah. Yeah. I, if I remember right, uh, we had snow on the ground that yeah. day mm-hmm. and kind of struggled a little bit, didn't we? Still treat a coon, though. We did. We did yeah. treat a coon, we too, were bound behind to your to house there, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, Brinley was along. She loved it, I think. She but. still likes Winston. She still asks about Winston. Oh, yeah, <laughs> does she? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, on this episode... Uh, Let's uh, talk a little bit about some of our Dog of the Year programs, maybe, and our World Championships. We just came off the Kerr World Championship, and, and the uh, Feist World Championships coming up. So we'll talk about that a little bit uh, about a Hall of Fame dog, maybe. And uh, but we also have some. We get a lot of questions here at the office, and all of us in, that work in the Hunting Ops department, we kind of field all questions, whether they're going on beagles uh, and in this case squirrel dog-related or squirrel program-related, So, and you even get some of those questions as well. So let's start this segment a little bit and maybe answer some of those common questions that we get. I know you have some probably, and, uh, you know, one of them will start with, you know, one that is common, do KERS and Feist hunt together. Right. Um, And they used to all hunt together at one time, but we changed that, I want to say, in 2017. We did split it up to where curs do hunt separate from feist. Curs and feist do not hunt together anymore. Right. Now clubs can have uh, both events at the same time, but they would be two separate hunts where the one club or one event is uh is for curs and the other event is for feist, and they're running simultaneously. But uh what are some other questions that you might get sometimes?
1: Yeah, well you talked about them hunting separately and, and what kind of what that brings to me is I know curs sometimes is a catch all, a tree and curr is kind of a catch-all breed. Uh, in some of our hunting programs, can you tell me like what kind of breeds of dogs hunt in the cur, uh program specifically and then in the Feist hunts specifically?
0: Yeah, so a, in a cur hunt, any breed a dog can actually enter a cur hunt. The, the rules, if you look it up, and if you Google one word in the rules and, and put in Coonhounds, it'll come up that Coonhounds are the only dog or only breed that is not eligible to hunt in a cur hunt. But now a Feist hunt, the only two breeds that are uh, eligible to hunt in a Feist hunt is the Mountain Feist. And a treeing feist, no other breeds, just mountain feist and treeing feist. So it has to be a feist. Uh, Now, I'll add to that, the treeing feist, you know, as you know, in our Coonhounds and Beagles, we have our X-Bred program, and that is for dogs that are of unknown lineage or are maybe in some cases cross-mixed up, mixed breeds or whatever. We used to have the same thing in, in cur and feist, but we changed that to those dogs are actually registered. Instead of X, they're registered as treeing curs. Or in the case of Feist, they're registered as treeing Feist. I gotcha, And they still have to meet qualifications, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So so talking about that a little bit, what's the process for registering your dog? Because obviously there's not a bunch of litters being registered, uh, Kerr and Feist litters at this time being registered. So what's the process for registering a Cur?
0: Yeah, Curs are a little bit different than Feist. And one of the uh, ways to where you have that information, you can find it. If you go to our website and go to registration, the registration page, and then from there click on to single registration and then from there it'll ask you what breed of dog you're wanting to register so if you have a cur just type in cur in the search box and and different types of curs will will pop up but the form for that breed will pop up and it'll tell you all the the specifics right in there whether it's a cur or a feist or what have you so they're a little bit different but in a nutshell um, we do accept uh, uh, dogs that are registered with other registries just with a copy of like OMCBA for for example is a pretty popular one. the The mountain curs are registered through that regi- or through that registry, and they would simply need to uh, uh, include a copy of their OMCBA papers. Then we will register that dog as a mountain cur. Right. Uh, if they don't have can't provide a lineage like that, then we would register their dog as a train cur. But there's also two other things It either needs to be signed off by a breed rep, and one of our reps would could sign off at an event. Otherwise, they would need to include uh, three pictures of the dog, one of each side and one of the front. So that's for curs. Uh, and the dog. The other thing I would mention about curs, they cannot be more than one half hound. or UKC will not register them. Gotcha. So let's say you have one side or the other. The dam is full blooded hound. That means there could not be any hound breed in the top side of the, of, in the three generation on the top side. Otherwise we wouldn't register it. Uh, Feist are a little bit different when it comes to registering them. You can do it online as well. You'd need to uh, include uh, uh, three photos the same way. Uh, But for, uh, uh, to register one as a mountain Feist, it has to meet some pretty strict criteria. That's why we need the photo and then if we have any questions, we would uh, forward that to the Mountain Feist Association to get their approval if need be, if gotcha. we have any question. Otherwise, uh, if the dog meets the standards, uh, we would register them as a treeing feist. Yeah.
1: And it's pretty commonplace for somebody to, to have a dog that's unregistered and actually ends up registering the dog the day of, day of an event at the event.
0: Is that right? That is, that is true. And they can do that at, at the event. The club will have registration forms there for them to do it right at the event. And usually, oftentimes, they will have a breed rep there that can sign, I'll look at the dog and, and approve it or not. If not, take three pictures of the dog and include it with the, with yeah. the registration. Some extra incentive to go out to an event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking
1: yep. of, you know, there's there's not a ton of those events. Uh, probably could use more clubs out there that do it. How does one go about starting a squirrel dog club?
0: Well, it's no different than what, uh, you know, that we're used to for starting a coon hound club and, and a beagle club. And when it comes to squirrel hound clubs, it's a little, it's not like, a lot of our kunon clubs were saturated with those. Uh, so we can't always approve adding right. more new ones, but that's not true with the squirrel dog clubs. It's fairly easy. There's a, a new club application that we can send them or that they can actually go to our website under Kerr and Feist on that page and under forms and rules, they'll find an application for that. And it, it, it just asks for, you know, you got to have your officers, a president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, corresponding officer. And then we would like to know about how many members you have. You simply give your club a name, where your location is going to be for the events, but we'd like to see a membership. Uh, we, there's not a certain number we're looking for, but we just want to know that if you have events, this is approved and you have events that you can actually have the help needed to put right. on an event. Uh, so that, and the the easiest way really is, is for established coonhound clubs. You know, a lot of them are using the same resources, you know, same woods to hunt. Um, so it's really easy for coon clubs to also have squirrel hunts. And that's just a matter of uh, we'd give them a different ID number, uh, but uh, that's very simple. Just carry their officers over to a new, uh, you know, a new club. You might, instead of calling it a coon club, you might call it the, the Murray County Squirrel Club instead sure. of a coon club. But uh, that's very simple as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So with it being two separate programs between the curs and the Feist, uh, they're, say you're at the Murray County Club and there's a group of guys in your area that hunt cur dogs. A group that hunt feist dogs, they have to hunt separately, of course. But is there such thing as a club holding both kinds of events in one day?
0: Yep, absolutely. A a club scheduling a cur uh, or a squirrel dog event, they have the option of scheduling a feist hunt, a cur hunt, a feist show, and a cur show. In the shows, they show separately as well. But they can do all that, and on top of that, they have this the other option of of scheduling what we call a double header in squirrel hunts, they were commonly ref- always referred to as an A.M. P.M. hunt. So A.M. P.M. is the same thing as we now kind of we're kind of changing it over to call it a double header is what it is. So a club can have uh, can have yeah uh, a smorgasbord. They can have a double header A.M. P.M. cur and A.M. P.M. Feist right and with a bench show yeah, yeah all good. those different options. So the, but the one thing actually, if they have a club has a uh has both um they're not out anything because we have this special bundle for license fees where if they have a a cur event uh cur a m hunt they could also have a feist a m hunt and that we give them that feist hunt for no charge on the license fee right and if the same the same thing on the p m side if they have that there and if they have a cur show we'll the Feist show would be free of charge as far as license fees goes. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, so someone who's wanting to get into the events that may not be part of the club and they're looking for where the events are and, and what dates are being held, where can they find that kind of information at?
0: Yeah. Go to our website on UKC and go to, from there you have the different tabs. You have a Coonhound tab, a Beagle, and then also a, a Kerr and Feist is one of those tabs. Click on the Kerr and Feist from there. Uh, go to the events calendar is what it's called. And we have any event that's already confirmed as scheduled, you know, by the club will show up yeah. and they can, you can do a search from there by state or by club or, or date or what have you. But that's where you can find those. That's one. The other one is, uh, we do list them in uh full cry okay. magazine monthly provided they were, those events were confirmed before the deadline for that issue that they're noted in, or right. that they're listed in. Right.
1: Yeah, so uh, talking a little bit about the hunt specifically, uh, what kind of for, the, the master hounds format, the hunt director format, is it something similar to coonhounds in that aspect? Or? Very,
0: very similar. There, they can use a hunt master, and that's a licensed official that okay. is that took the test and and uh, makes all the decisions. You know, there's some rules for the hunt master, much much like a master hounds for coonhounds. Uh, if questions come in, they would rule on it just like a just like a, a coon hound master hounds would, uh, but they can also use the hunt director format. That they can use that, and that is uh, that uh, hunt director doesn't have to be a licensed official. As a matter of fact, they can. the hunt director can, in both Kerr and Feist, enter and handle a dog in the hunt. Yep, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and just curious, how, how do you become a, a hunt master for Kerr Feist, or
0: even a bench show judge for Kerr Feist? Simply contact our hunting ops department, and we can send them a test, an application that comes with a test for it. And they would take the test. If they pass the test, they, they, would, they would fill it out, return it to us. They pass the test. Then there's an apprenticeship program that goes along with it, and that is to apprentice under three different licensed officials, whether it's a hunt master or a bench show judge, uh, whichever discipline it is. They would apprentice under uh, those three times. And then if they get approved through that apprenticeship, then we would license them after that. Now, if we already, if we have a, on master hounds that is interested uh whether it's a master hounds or uh and maybe a coon bench show judge if they're interested in being a hunt master all we would require there for them is to take the test pass it and we no apprenticeship needed we'd waive the apprenticeship and we just license them for that as well same thing with the show part if you have a beagle show judge or a kunon show judge very simple for them to get a current and Feist bench show license as well and that's just to take and pass the test. Right. Okay. Well no, I know No apprentice no apprenticeship there.
1: This is kind of the squirrel dog world championship time of year. I know the current yeah. world just just passed and we'll talk about that later. And we'll also talk about the upcoming FIS World Championship uh coming up here next month or in a couple of weeks. But uh Uh, talking about registering dogs, is that something where like for the Feist world, does my dog have to be registered in advance of that event to compete and participate?
0: No, not, not as of yet. You know, that's probably something that will require down the road someday maybe, but uh, as of now they can actually bring their dog, even if it's not registered UKC yet, bring the dog, bring the paperwork. If you have it registered through another registry, bring that paperwork with you, but you can do it right at the world hunt, just like you can at any other club event.
1: Okay. And then uh, another program or aspect of this program that I see you share a lot on social media and a lot of talk on our social media platforms is talking about the Dog of the Year programs that you have for Current Foss. Can you tell us a little bit about those programs?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good program that's kind of taken on a uh, a pretty prestigious uh, it's a pretty prestigious deal, and it's basically it's very simple. A- every time you get a cast win, that counts towards your Dog of the Year. One win towards Dog of the Year. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, at the end of the year, you know, or monthly, we tabulate those uh, standings monthly, and um, uh, yeah, we have a list that we have on our website, and that's also something that you can see those standings in the in full cry every year. Uh, but say yeah, so cast wins get uh, uh, get compiled throughout the calendar year, starts January one, ends on December thirty first. So uh, and then from there, the top seven in the standings in the final standings, they go to what we call a national runoff between those seven dogs to determine the overall winner. Just because you're the top dog doesn't mean you're the overall dog of the year yet. Right. But it's kind of unique, uh, the top dog, the dog that earned the most cast wins throughout the year, he does get a carrot at the national runoff, uh, whereas he gets a bye in that first round. So that leaves us with second or six dogs in the national runoff, and uh, you have two three-dog casts uh, in round one. And then those two cast winners – go up against the by dog, the dog that had the most cast wins in a, in a three dog final cast. And then that cast is run off in round two. And the winner of that cast is your outstanding dog of the year. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we have three different categories. So we have the Feist squirrel dog of the year. Uh, we have the Kerr squirrel dog of the year and they all compete in their own standings, you know? And then we also have a third one, which is a Kerr night hunt dog of the year okay and that's on raccoons yeah there so, we go three different ones yep
1: yeah and you got some uh some list of the of the obviously the qualifying years over for for 2022 and i see you got a couple lists here the first one you have here is the current nine hunt dog of the year qualifiers you got your top seven here yeah uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that that year went
0: yeah you know it's and it's interesting there and in, in the standings it, it notes how many points they have dog of the year points which is actually number of cast wins as we mentioned so yeah it uh to get in the top seven to be able to get an invite to the national runoff for Kerr Night Hunt of the year, uh, uh, ending in 2022, it took three cast wins was the minimum. Now there's a couple dogs that had uh, were tied with three, but there's a right. there's a, a tiebreaker process. Uh, so yeah, but the the dog that had the most cast wins, fifteen cast wins. So, so but I, was, yeah, I'd like to kind of cover those dogs if we could. They're sure. The, the seventh place dog. You know, now to get in that top seven means nothing more at this point other than for the national runoff purposes. You know, so three cast wins there for squirrel champion, granite champion, uh, Cahaba River, Newt, HTX. That dog's owned by Clifton Robinson of Alabama. That's a mountain cur. And interestingly enough, our top seven in 2022 in the final standings, every one of them a mountain cur. No treeing curves or blackmouth curves or Stevens curves, all mountain curves. That's interesting. It, It is interesting. Uh, the other thing is Newt was our last year's overall outstanding curd Dog of the Year. So, um, but, yeah, Clifton Robinson from Alabama. Uh, we had uh, Grand Night Champion Gwyn's 2020 Sioux, that's owned by Ricky Gwynn of Georgia. Had five, uh, tied with five cast wins there, with Night Champion Champion Porcupine Mountain Sydney HTX2, that is owned by Scott Blevins of Indiana. So, uh, Sydney and Sue both tied with five cast wins. They got in the top seven. Uh, with eight cast wins, was uh, another dog owned by Scott Blevins from Indiana, and that's a uh, grand champion, grand squirrel champion, grand night champion, 20k twisted steel HTX2. Uh, another mountain cur that's obviously you can tell by his titles, there's has done a lot of winning in squirrel hunts, bench shows, and 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 also on raccoon at night at night in night hunts. So, yeah, pretty decorated dog that eight cast wins. Nine cast wins that ended up third in the final standings was a dog out of Ohio, owned by William Kemp Sr., squirrel champion, night champion, Big Daddy, Candy Jewel, female there. The runner-up last year had 10 cast wins uh, out of Ohio, owned by Nathan uh, Albert Train, grand night champion, Ohio Valley Rowdy. And then our uh, top dog uh, that got the uh, buy in the first round of the runoff had the 15 cast wins, uh, Ricky Gwynn out of Georgia with Grand Squirrel Champion, Grand Night Champion Gwynn's Tree uh, banging Betsy. Okay. She was the top dog. So the Kerr National Runoff was held uh, the day before the Kerr World Hunt. So that just happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but in all in all, there were uh, uh, for Kerr Night Hunt of the Year, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. That. that was for the squirrel part of it. This is for the night. These are the Night Hunt Dog of the Year qualifiers. This has not. Uh, the runoff has not happened but there's 18 different dogs that earned points this year for this uh for this runoff and that national runoff to determine the overall dog of the year will be held on saturday night april 1st in in chatsworth georgia at the murray county uh, coon hunters right. club coming up soon yeah, it will be yeah. and qualified owners have already received an invitation with further details on that and uh uh, one of the uh, the package for that overall winner is valued at about 500 bucks, which includes a uh, uh, a light that is sponsored by Bright Eyes, the Viper Heat Seeker, which is one of Ray Conrad's new lights, and then they'll also get a, a jacket and a nice plaque for that. But package is valued about 500 bucks. April first. Yep. Very nice. Yep. So. Very nice. So that was the night hunt of the year qualifiers for the national runoff. Moving on to, uh, let's cover some of our squirrel dog of the year qualifiers. And this is the one that already happened, uh, at the Kerr squirrel dog world championship, but there it took five cast wins, uh, to get into the top seven, uh, in 2022 and, uh, uh Finishing out in seventh with a a dog uh, owned by Andy Hook of Ohio. It's a train cur, squirrel champion, hook star. And also with five cast wins, a dog out of North Carolina owned by Douglas Parkhurst, champion, squirrel champion, heritage beast. Uh, That's a mountain cur there. Uh, Here's one you might recognize, a coonhound guy. uh, One of the old legends, Leroy Gamble out of Kentucky, had six cast wins. With his Mountain Cur, Grand Squirrel Champion Gambles Burley. He was uh, he hunted English dogs. He's kind of an English coonhound guy. But, recognize so, him and yeah, this next Leroy one. Leroy Gamble. Yep. Uh, with seven cast wins from Ohio, William Kemp Sr. had, had two dogs in it, actually, uh, both Mountain Curs. One had seven cast wins. That was uh, Squirrel Champion, Night Champion, Big Daddy Candy Jewel. And then he also got a, uh, another dog, in night champion, grand squirrel champion, Kemp's LC Thunder Phoenix, had uh, eight cast wins. Our runner-up last year in the standings had, uh, actually we had two dogs tied with nine cast wins and uh, uh, it had the tiebreaker there, to, but ending up as the runner-up was a and Kerr out of Ohio, grand squirrel champion, grand night champion, Snickers bite-size HTX. That is owned by Kelly and uh, Teresa Vion of Ohio. And then the uh, top dog, the buy dog was uh, a tree cur from North Carolina. Grand Squirrel Champion Mad Dog 2020, owned by Adam Wyatt and Keith Baxter. And this dog was actually won the Dog of the Year overall in uh, 2020, actually. So it's, it's won that. So 48 different dogs earned Dog of the Year points this last year. And, uh, uh, the cutoff, like I said, was, uh, f- uh, three dogs were tied with five cast wins and the tie, two of them got in and one did not. But the tiebreakers are such that the first tie is the dog that hunted at the most or earned their wins at the most different clubs. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Number two. And you'll see these tiebreaker rules in, in the rules for this program in full cry. But number two tiebreaker is, uh, the dog that hunted in most different states throughout the year. Uh, The third one I kind of like, we go back to the highest placing dog at the previous UKC World Hunt. Yeah. So, uh, it's just another good reason to hunt in the World Hunt. Exactly. You can go back to that. If either one of those dogs tied or uh, hunted in the World Hunt, we'd look at that. And then, finally, uh, the dog that earned those final points first, if it comes to that. And usually, we've not ever had any trouble breaking those ties. But here again, the top seven are invited to the, were invited to the national runoff that was held already on Friday before the Kerr World Championship down there at Chatsworth, Georgia, and the winner received a Dogtra Pathfinder Two, a two hundred and fifty dollars Cabela's gift card, and a jacket and a nice plaque for it. And my package valued about eight hundred plus dollars. So pretty nice little package. Yeah, for very it. Yeah. good, very good. Yeah. So you already know who the winner is then. Sure do. You know that happened at the on Friday at the World Hunt there and. And it ended up being the top dog in the standings, you know, as it turned out, you know, and that's a good carrot for that dog, you know, to absolutely instead of having to win two casts, you know, just get that first round by and your odds increase to win the overall, you know, and it worked out for uh, uh, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty Grand Squirrel Champion that's owned by Adam Wyatt and Keith Baxter of North Wilkesboro, North Carolina is the outstanding squirrel dog of the year. That's uh, that dog was born in twenty fifth or twenty eighteen. It's a, a treeing cur female. The sire is a mountain cur 2020 patch, and the female is actually a treeing walker, hard knocking Susie. And uh, uh, you know the sire to Susie probably, Silver out of Dan. I'm sure you've heard of him. Oh, yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Susie's sire. Very cool. So, yeah. Well, that's,
1: that's very interesting. So that's stuff. the
0: cur squirrel dog of the year. Congratulations to Adam Wyatt and Keith Baxter, two time winner now, Maddie is. so. And matter of fact, uh, 2020 patch, her sire won it last year. Was the dog of the year so they yep. do
1: pretty good in that they huh? do yeah very, very yeah. good very good yeah. so
0: i guess the uh when you're talking about the
1: the next one here the the feist dog of the year that one's coming up here at the Tel city event at the
0: at the feist world championship in a in a couple weeks it is yeah and that's going to happen on march 24th friday the 24th i think and then the world hunt starts on the 25th but yeah the feist dog of the year uh they're going to have their runoff on friday the 24th at tell city and the same same thing again. So those top seven dogs, it took nine cast wins to get in there. So uh, in in uh, the last dog to take that last final spot was a treeing feist. And ironically, uh, all seven of these dogs are treeing feist. All treeing all, feist. All, all treeing feist. That's kind of interesting. But yeah. So uh, uh, squeezing in there was champion squirrel champion Garner's treeing sandy owned by Joseph Garner of North Carolina with the nine cast wins. Uh, 11 cast wins, Grand Squirrel Champion, McCarson Smoking Sage, uh, owned by Jamie McCarson out of Aaron, Tennessee. Uh, Another dog out of Tennessee had 12 cast wins to get in, Grand Squirrel Champion, World Show Champion, Grand Champion, Docs Rowdy. Uh, Hawk, owned by Donald Barnes. A dog out of West Virginia also had 12 cast wins, Grand Squirrel Champion, Jude's Twinkie. That dog is owned by Johnny Jude. And then uh, getting into the top three and third overall in the standings in the uh, for 2022 final standings had 13 cast wins. Grand champion, Grand Squirrel champion, Hall of Fame Cedarwood Bow HTX. That is owned by Chad Wagner of Kentucky. And then the runner-up was dog out of New York owned by Dennis Wood had 18 cast wins. Uh, champion, Grand Squirrel champion, Plant Cedarwood Sophie. And then the buy dog and the dog had the most cast wins, a grand total at 25 this last year. Another dog out of New York, uh, owned by Vance and Anna Plant. Gee, that's a pretty competitive competitive division there. Grand Squirrel Champion, World Show Champion, Grand Champion, Plants Rippin' Robber HTX. So congratulations to all of those. 53 different Feist dogs earned points in 2022. And like we said, that hunt will be held on Friday, uh, uh, March 24th until city. And again, there, the owners received those invitations there with all the further details and everything. So the winner there again is going to receive the same package the cur dog did. And uh, that's the dog trip pathfinder Two, $250 gift certificate, a jacket and a nice plaque a $800 plus uh, prize package. So, yeah.
1: Alan, we both had Dogtra Pathfinder 2s now for
0: a little while. What do you think about yours? I'm liking mine. One of the things I had the opportunity to now download a map of an area where I did not have service, and I've used it there, and it has worked flawlessly. I love it. Yeah, I love the crystal clear maps. I love that I
1: never lose reception on my dog's collars anymore. Highly recommended by me as well.
0: Dogtra Pathfinder 2, the official GPS collar of UKC. We just, we talked about our Kerr World Championship that was just held the last weekend in February, and, uh, it was held in Chatsworth, Georgia. So, uh, this year we sent, uh, our Coon field rep, a guy you know well, we both do, uh, Jamie Step down there. Yeah. And, uh, he, he served as the hunt master for it, and then he judged the show and everything, but, uh, he had a great time. It was his first time he worked a squirrel hunt for us and everything, but, uh, it has a lot of similarities that a Coon Hunt would, and, and, uh. And he's he's a good rules guy, you know. He hasn't uh, he hasn't done as far as officiating. He hasn't done many, if any. I don't know how many shows he's judged, but uh, that's not an issue at all. You know, he's a good rules guy. And a couple of any questions he had, he made sure he uh, he asked. And of course, I was always available if he had any questions. But he was he had a great time. Yeah, I saw him you know, on Facebook. He yeah. was uh,
1: staying pretty active on there, keeping everybody posted on the results and
0: everything. He was, and and you know how he is. He takes the, he takes that stuff seriously, and did, yep. did a great job with it. Absolutely. And but yeah, he talked about the the final cast uh, in the final cast. They had the three dogs that were in it was uh, all three dogs out of Georgia. Uh, uh, Blaze uh, Tree Talking Blaze was one of them. Ryan Young, a uh, little dog named uh, Big Man's Little Daisy. Uh, they call her Daisy spelled D-A-Y-Z, and owned by Mark and, and Bo Dooley. And then the third dog in no specific order was uh, Shadow's Jet, a uh, dog owned by Jeremy Miller and Dale Stanley of Georgia there. So, yeah, Blaze Daisy and and Jet. But uh, Jamie was, man, he had a lot to talk to about that event. He said, wow, were they some squirrel No. now? <laughs> yeah, but they I, made 12 trees in that final cast and looked at 11 squirrels. I must be hunting with the the wrong dogs whenever I was going with people. That's, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's that's pretty rare. That's pretty good for a world finals, though. No?
0: That was for a ninety minute hunt. Jeez, yeah, yeah that's I, that's putting on a clinic. Those 12 twelve twelve trees and looked at eleven squirrels. So just just shows the goes to show the quality of dog there competing yeah. in it. Yep, huh? and I'd say they kinda you know, they, they rose to the top there, but yeah, he was he was uh impressed. But as it turned out, uh it was uh Tree talking blaze and Ryan Young that ended up winning there, and uh, not just that, but he is also he's a repeat winner. Won the World Hunt last year, uh, two comes years comes back and wins it again. Very impressive. Very Congratulations! Imp- yeah. yeah. So yeah, this dog that won it is uh it was it was a 2019 model, born in July of 2019, a mountain cur uh, that is sired by a squirrel champion porcupine Mountain Bud. And the owner, like I mentioned, was Ryan Young, and he's right there in Chatsworth, so uh, a local guy right there, and uh, came back and won it again in his and in his backyard. But uh, the dog did a phenomenal job. But uh, Jamie got Jamie Eastep did a great interview with Ryan right after that f- uh, finale on Sunday, and and folks can go check it out on the UKC Curb Program uh, a Facebook page and see that see that inter- interview, but. Hey, there was uh, there was some uh, a little bit of uh, they had a little bit of an issue at the hunt where they were so that winner was supposed to get a dog box uh, from G and R Cedar Dog Boxes out of Lawrenceburg Tennessee and for some reason they couldn't get the things arranged to get the box there and there was some uh, confusion about it and they didn't have the boxes there didn't have this box there but uh, uh, we got that taken care of I got uh, got uh, Mister Gavin Flat the owner on the phone the next week and. And he was so gracious. Said not a problem at all. He had he had the box ready. Nobody picked it up, and he ended up selling it actually. But he said not a problem. He's he's he worked it out, and he's uh, making another one for uh, to get to get over to Ryan Young on that. So yeah, thanks to uh, G Cedar Dog Boxes out of Tennessee and Gavin Flat. Thank you for uh, working with us on that. So I've seen those dog that. boxes yeah. on social
1: media. Those things are yeah. pretty slick. Yeah. pretty so, pretty yeah. cool prize there.
0: Yeah, so we mentioned just the placements there. Uh, mentioned Blaze was ended up winning the winning the whole hunt. Uh, 2016 model again. Ryan Young out of Georgia. Big man's little Daisy, the uh, the Mountain Kerr female. She's a 2016 model. Uh, Mark and Bo Dooley of Georgia. They ended up a runner up, second. Third was Shadows Jet. That's a 2017 Mountain Kerr female owned by Dale Stanley and Jeremy Miller. That dog placed last year. I'm pretty sure that dog placed. If not, I could be mistaken. I know Jeremy placed a dog in the top 10 last year as well. Uh, Fourth was a dog, uh, 2019 model Mountain Curr Male Pure Country Sting. That's owned by Eric Wally. He came over from Waynesburg, Mississippi is where he lives. Fifth was Swamp Creek Zodiac, 2018 model uh, Mountain Curr Male. That's owned by uh, Michael Dooley of Georgia. And sixth was Atkins Sucker Punch, a uh, uh, 2020 model tree and male, owned by Brian Atkins of Georgia. And seventh was Squirrel Champion 2020 Savage, a uh, 2018 mountain cur, a male, owned by Keith and Jordan Baxter of North Carolina. And then uh, uh, Grand Squirrel Champion Mad Dog 2020, who is a 2018 tree and cur female. That is owned by Adam White and Keith Baxter, same dog that won the dog of the year. Ended up uh, there in eighth place at the world championship. And then one other dog I'd like to give a shout out to as the world show champion was Tennessee Chevy Maximus. That's a uh, 2018 Mountain Kerr male owned by Terry Bailey of Decatur, Tennessee. So yeah. there's the results of the world championship. Congratulations, you'll see, everyone. Yep, you'll see those results in full cry and, and on our Facebook pages as well. So. Yeah so let's uh, can we talk about the upcoming uh feist world championship Yeah so, I yeah. see it's in Tell City this year Yeah it is. Yeah, is I've been down to Tel
1: City a few times yeah. I like it down there it should yeah. be good uh, good hunting down there always
0: Yeah and th- those folks have put on a lot of uh big events you know our our regions or or Z- world zones they put on black and tan days uh plot days red bone days a lot of events have yeah. been held down held down there and and a squirrel hunts too. So yeah,
1: if you go in their clubhouse, they have a bunch of plaques and some of them are from where they've, they've hosted major squirrel events in the past. So they're no stranger to that.
0: Yeah. And, and I trust they're, I'm very calm. They're going to have plenty of guides available for, uh, uh, for this world hunt coming up on the national runoff on Friday, the March 24th. And then, and then, uh, the next day starts the world hunt on the 25th. But, uh, this uh, when this airs, folks are going to have you know about a week, week and a half to prep for that. But yeah, still plenty of time. There's it's no no advanced entries or anything like that. You enter on the grounds. Entry fees are uh, forty dollars for the entry fees, and the entries uh, close at seven a.m. on Saturday for the world championship. Yeah. and then we'll also have a show there, and that show deadline is going to be one p.m. Fifteen dollars for the for the show, and all those times are on central. Central time, local time there in, in, uh, in Tell City, but, uh, it's a full elimination format, uh, enter on the grounds and all dogs draw out uh, regardless of their category. They all draw out together in the same category and you know, all rounds are 90 minute hunts. So. Yep. I, th- I thought
1: I heard you talking to the landers up there. I know that you have the dog of the year stuff. The runoff on Friday is—is is there? If people go up a day early, is there opportunity to also? Is there like a warm up event going on? Yeah,
0: too? there is, and you're used to those. We see a lot of those right. have become quite popular on our Coonhound side, and and we—they're uh, doing that here actually. So the the national runoff is going to those guys need to be there by 7 a.m. That's when those first two casts are going to go out. But at four o'clock in the afternoon, the club is has scheduled a licensed uh they're going to do a 60 minute licensed hunt uh just kind of a warm up hunt for people that want to come early and get their dogs out get them stretched out right. a little bit and that's yeah, a yeah. licensed hunt yeah it's a i think it's a uh has a what is it a $20, $20 fee yep $20 fee so that kind of works out you know yeah. if they want to hunt their dogs and a matter of fact you know it's a licensed event so if they get a cast win it's going to go towards the dogs degree but yeah yeah so yeah. <clears throat> go, well, ahead. go ahead
1: did you want to talk any more about the world championship? Well,
0: you know, just, uh, you know, if you have a feist, you know, mountain feist, treeing feist uh, that meet those criteria we talked about early on here in this episode why and don't have them registered yet, why come on, bring your paperwork with you and, and bring them on. We can get them registered and entered there in the event. But uh, it, uh, yeah, they need to meet the criteria for a mountain feist or a treeing feist. It right. Won't be any problem. Now, we do measure dogs. They cannot be more than 18 inches tall. There's no weight uh, used to be a, a height and a weight, but there's no weight anymore. It's just all size. Can't be. They get measured in, and anything 18 and under is gonna be good to go. So, okay, as far as height height goes. So yeah,
1: yeah. So there we go. Well, one thing we've been talking about in, the, in our last podcast, we talked about uh, Coonhound uh, Night Hunt Hall of Fame dogs. Uh, before that, I think we talked about some of your Beagle Hall of Famers. So I guess it only makes sense to talk a little bit about the, the Kerr Feist Hall of Fame stuff you got going on. Yeah, right?
0: so th- this all started the same year. I think it was, what, 2019, I think, when we started the yes. Hall of Fame thing for all of UKC, you know, across the board. So how many how many coonhounds did we have? Uh, 16 night hunts. 16 yep. in the night hunts, yeah. Oh. And then I think we had five Beagles that we already talked about on another episode. Here in the squirrel dog world, we've got one. One dog. One dog. One dog. One dog. So... Uh, yeah, this dog, you know, it takes fifty, a total of fifty cast wow. wins from zero to to earning this Hall of Fame title, just like all the rest do. So you kind of know the the criteria for it. But yeah, one dog, and that is a uh, dog that was born in twenty eighteen, a Trine feist male. He'd be make him a five year old this year, and kind of like we talked about in a other episode, a dog that is is uh, uh, a little bit older and has won a lot. And that is certainly the case with this dog. Grand champion, grand squirrel champion, now Hall of Fame, uh, Cedarwood Bow HTX-S. Uh, yeah. And that HTX-S, like, uh, while I'm mentioning it, the, most dogs, the Kunons we see just have HTX. Uh, whenever it has an S behind it, that means they did a, a uh, hunt test on squirrel. okay. So that's what the S stands for. So they could do, if they do it on raccoons, they could, which Kers could do it on raccoons as well. It doesn't have that S on it, but that's what that means. Uh, so yeah, this dog is a owner, breeder, handler dog here, uh, sired by world squirrel dog champion Cedarwood Cloud Jr. And the dam is Cedarwood Lily, uh, that is owned by Chad Wagner of Dexter, Kentucky. So Cedarwood Bow, uh a little he's a little squirrel treer I've been out there with him several times <laughs> as right now as of today he has a grand total of 57 total cast wins on yeah. his on his record at the United Kennel Club so
1: yeah. I know Clayton. we talk about Clayton's video sometime Clayton Starkey he, mm-hmm. he went down to the fastword last year is this one of the was this dog was featured in his video he creating? was this yeah.
0: dog placed second in the world hunt runner up last night or last year in the world championship so yeah you can go to uh search some of Clayton's uh profiles or things he did and just uh Search for UKC uh, World Championship and that should pop up, and you'll get to see uh, this dog in action. Actually, this dog and ended up winning or getting placing runner up, second place. You know, but uh, this and the world championship, you'll see there. But yeah, and still
1: active. You saw him; he he was uh, he was on the dog of the year runoff. I'm sure he'll be competing for the world championship again
0: this year. I'm sure. So yeah, congratulations to uh, to uh, uh, Chad uh, Wagner there. And there's, uh, there's several, the next closest dog coming up, I think is still got about 10 cast wins short, you know, but there's a few more that are coming up, but, uh, certainly something for dogs to shoot for, you know? Yeah, so it's sure. a it's a merit program, so to speak. So, I'm sure uh, the
1: dog who had 25 cast wins last year has got to yeah. be uh,
0: getting closer. Yeah. So yes yeah. yeah,
1: So we, we've talked a lot about all the different programs you got. Is there anything new on the horizon for the Curfite program that you may want to talk about here?
0: Well, maybe just a couple things. While we're we're uh, having this uh, uh, having this discussion on squirrel dogs, so Jordan Baxter is out of North Carolina. I mentioned him his name once or twice today, and he is kind of he's be, kind of been our rep, so to speak for the, for the curve programs. And, um, uh, he has been very involved in, in the last year or two with, with sports, uh, doing some coaching and, and he's got a young boy and, and we all know how that goes, takes a whole lot of time away, but he is always, he's done a fantastic job. He's a great, great young man and everything. He couldn't be at the world hunt this year and had some other, uh, priorities. And that's why we sent Jamie there, but, uh, Uh, and then Jamie just, he just really enjoyed it and expressed some interest, you know, and, and, uh, and so that's one thing, um, Jordan is, uh, he's gonna give it up. And, uh, and I wanna take this opportunity to thank him for everything that he has done. And, uh, and probably I talked to him, uh, on the phone, you know, and, and he thought Jamie did a wonderful job as well. And, and just the way, uh, Jamie took some interest in it and he just, he agrees that he feels like at this time and, uh, what he's going on that Jamie probably just has a lot more time to put more attention to the programs and everything. So, so yeah, he has, uh, he is going to give it up and, and so outgoing is Jordan Baxter and, and incoming is uh, Jamie Estep okay. from West Virginia. Jamie is, a is, uh, he's got a little bit different job. He's a pastor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, he deals a lot with people. He's involved. He's one of our coon-owned field reps as well. So he has a lot of, uh, uh, pull with a lot of the coon clubs. And I think it kind of makes sense a little bit, you know, with, uh, we mentioned, you know, it's easy for coon clubs to also have squirrel hound events. So I think he can maybe, uh, hopefully he can kind of help the program a little bit there. So he's going to kind of take over for Jordan and be that voice for the curs for now. And maybe I can talk him into helping a little bit with the FI stuff, but he wants, he's going to write some articles and the, he likes to write, He's going to write monthly articles in full cry. So that's going to be a good thing for us. I think. And, uh, but yeah. So as far as other new things, just a couple of things that we've been talking about that, uh, that I'll just maybe throw out here that we're probably going to discuss a little bit more at the upcoming FICE world championship is there's been some talk about the national runoff, making it a standalone event. Now that's only for three casts, you know, seven dogs, but, uh, We're going to look at that a little bit. And the the thing, and I get it, uh, a good example is last year's uh, Dog of the Year on the Feist side. We mentioned him, Bo. He was in the running. So he he hunts on Friday, you know. And then so he's got those extra two rounds or a dog that's in the national runoff could have two more rounds in, get into the world championship the next day. If they get deep into the world championship, some of these same dogs kind of have a couple more. I
1: see. So,
0: yeah. uh, uh, there's guys that would think for that reason that, and we've had a few guys, uh, not put their dogs in that top seven and opt for the world hunt instead. And, you know, just kind of hold them back for that. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And the other thing we talked about, if we have a standalone event for the national runoff, uh, we're going to talk about different things. We're going to talk about maybe having the Kerr and the Feist one on the same day. And what else can we have with it? So one of the things we're considering maybe is potentially, a her and Feist Derby, like two dogs under two years old to be maybe run off on the same, I like same, that. yeah, maybe yeah. like a Breeders' Cup type of an event with the yeah. national runoff and some young dogs. And so we're, we'll see, we're, we're, we're having some a lot discussion. of discussions, a lot of discussions, yeah. yeah. So as far as new ideas and this and that, and I'm sure Jamie's, Jamie's got a couple, you know, and, and, uh, but, uh, outside of that, not, not a whole lot other than, uh, uh uh, you'll probably see a new, uh, Facebook page for this group that, uh, Jamie will, uh, that Jamie will kind of be the admin for same thing Jordan did. He, he started that own page, you know, and kind of had Adam Wyatt working that for him. So you'll probably see a new page and we'll, we'll get invites out there for, uh, uh, folks to go check that out and, and stay, uh, stay, uh, stay in the know, I guess, so to speak. Other than that, you know, watch for, uh, Uh, UKC current FICE info the standings or upcoming events uh, in full cry each month you can also see it on our website as well and uh, outside of that I just want to thank everybody for supporting our squirrel uh, programs and and uh, wish everybody good luck at the FICE World Championship coming up thanks for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops podcast Be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on new episodes.